Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to Tag Two Average Gay Guys, a podcast by two average guys who happen to be gay. My name is Anthony. And I'm Ashley. And so we're here once again just to share, share our perspective with you about things of the world from the from the standpoint of the average gay guy. Before we get started, just want to encourage you to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also email us at our email address, which is tag1016 at gmail.com. That's T-A-G-G. 1016 at gmail.com we would love to hear from you um, we would love to get your ideas on different topics for us to discuss also too if you have any questions that you want to address with us on air we can do that as well but we always do it from an anonymous perspective unless you want us to share your name so we're ready to get into tonight's topic so actually what are we going to be talking about on today well I was thinking about the different uh, way that we approach life is in our gayness so you know there are some people who are out loud and proud and there's nothing wrong with that and then there's people like us who there are some people who know that we're gay and there are some people who don't so the topic is how gay how out are you how out are you what is your level of outness Mm, it's interesting so let me ask you this question what do you think is your level of outlet? Let's make it personal first. Ah, okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my, you know, in my, in, in, in my life Mm. and, and coming, coming into this lifestyle, I've, um, shared my sexuality with a number of people over the years, starting with, um, at the time that I was, experiencing my for having my first experiences I had a friend who was a female and she I felt that she was the person for me to come out to because she was I would say bisexual so she dated women and she had dated men and I at that point I didn't know which one she was going for but (laughs) so you know I came out to her so you know it started there and it's been my experience with with um, coming out to people that most people didn't quite know it. Yeah. You know when you when you when you're living in hiding, so to speak. Mm-hmm. My experience has been that I always think that people kind of know. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. Yeah, he he's not quite masculine enough mm-hmm. for. He's not, you know, into the sports like most guys or, yeah. or into things that guys are into. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, suspicious of him. But as it turns out, you know, when I came out to her, she was not, not only did she not expect for that to be what I said to her, she thought I was going to be like, I'm in love with you. Can we be <laughs> together? And I'm like, no. You, Calm down, sweetheart. <laughs> That's not what it's Rain it in a little bit. So that was not the direction I was going in. So how about you? I mean, what was... What? So, you know, my experiences, of course, has been different from yours. Um, 
if I had to put my level of outness on a scale of one to five, I'm probably like a one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because I've, I've only shared with one person in my life um, about my sexuality. So, um, you know, it's, it's not widely spoken about in the, in the circle of people in my life that's outside of you and mm-hmm. I. So um, it's definitely, I think, a one. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because I'm getting to a point in my life where there is this pressure on me and it's an internal pressure, not mm-hmm. by anybody else, where I feel the need to tell people. Right. And so it's driving a lot of decisions in my life. And really, you know, and we kind of hit on this before, is that this podcast is kind of born out of that, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to find our community and also to to be therapeutic because I'm in a, I'm in a space in my life right now where I feel this overwhelming need to tell people. And it's not for other people, but it's for me. And it's so interesting because um, I was having a conversation um, with my therapist one time. And yes, I do see a therapist. (laughs) Uh, There's nothing wrong with black people seeing a therapist. I don't know where that stigmatism or stereotype came from. We need to see some therapists. We need to see somebody. We need to talk to somebody about what be going on. Exactly. We got a lot of stuff going on. But in talking to her one time, I was like, I wish I was one of those people. You know, some people can go their whole life and not tell anybody about mm-hmm. their sexuality. They, and it's not even a thing for them. Like, you know, it's nobody's business. But for some reason, I was not created that way. And so mm-hmm. um, there's this pressure for me to tell people. And so um, it's going to be a conversation I'm going to be having with more people in the very near future. And also, too, with us getting with us getting married, um, you know, there's, I, I have to tell my children uh, because they're going to be like, mm, yeah, why is Mr. Ashley with you everywhere you go? You know what I'm saying? There's going to be half of them explaining to you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we, we've been able to get through it to this point with being with, you know, really good friends and we have a lot of stuff in common. And, you know, and our kids have things in common. They know each other. Uh, they, uh, Anthony's kids know me. My kids know him. And, uh, Eventually, you know, somebody's going to ask the question, okay, so are y'all going to be roommates forever? forever. <laughs> and we watched a movie recently where somebody said, if you're over 40, you ain't got no roommate. That's that's your man. That's your boo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny, and sometimes I wonder, you know, cause kids are very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Kids, you know, we don't always give them enough credit for the stuff that they know and understand. And we don't we don't have small kids. Our t- kids are teenagers and young adults, and right. you know we've um, we've even done a couple of fa- couple of family vacations yes. under the guidelines of uh you know it's two single dads taking their kids on vacation together, or whatever like that. Yeah. And so to this point, no one has questioned that. The only question I've gotten from my kids is when are we going again? <laughs> yeah, they you know they really enjoyed that yeah, time, it was and a it's, good time, yeah. it was and and one one thing is my daughter was like. It's like I'm a. It's, it's like I have another sister because I have two boys and a girl. She's the only girl. Yeah. So you know, there's part of her that wants another sister. sister yeah. And so in spending that time with your kid, mm-hmm. she was like, okay, now it's like I have another sister. sister yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know, again, on a scale of one to five, I think I'm a one. I think you're kind of like a. Three, maybe four? I think I'm over five. You think you're over five? I think five? I'm over five. Because, yeah. you know, as we've stated in previous podcasts, I don't have a lot of people in my life. I'm yeah. not a very 
social person. I'm very family oriented. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my family is, is you know, when I say my family, I mean my brother, my sisters, you know, cousins and things like that. Um, I spend more time with them than I do random people who yeah. are my friends. And I want to change that, but yeah. that's just how it is at this point. Yeah. So I have cousins who know. I have uh, friends who know. My brother knows. Both my sisters know. And at this point, my kids know. <laughs> so I'm like, I might as well be a 10. <laughs> After that, you know, it, it who else matter, matters? Right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, like I said, I came out to um, one friend of mine who um, was a female. And then I came out to a coworker of mine who we were really good friends and shared a lot of stuff. I came out to her. She didn't believe me. Yeah. She thought I was playing a trick on her or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this is a real <laughs> thing. And, you know, it was, think about it. We, we were so close at work that a lot of people thought that we had something mm-hmm. going on, even though she was married. So, yeah. you know, but who, you know. The, you know, there's always the, the work husband, right, you know, that, that right, type of stuff. So right. people thought that that was the situation that we were in. And it gave me some brownie points because she's not a bad looking woman now. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people trying to holler at her, but here I am over here spending pulling, all this time. Yeah, it, pulling, so, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. okay with that because at that time I was still into trying to right. keep up the persona of being a straight person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I have a lot of people in my life who know. And, you know, I, I can go into details about specific uh, instances. And, you know, you and I have had conversations about this in the past. I know that you are nervous about how people are going to respond yeah. to you coming out. Yeah. And um, our our life dynamics are different okay. to where, you know, if people know about me, mm-hmm. hey, they just know. Yeah. But, you know, if if you know you may have a different response than I do and one of the things I wanted to say to you and I've said to you before is that there it's been my experience that it's not a real big deal when when I come out to people yeah uh it was not a big deal when I came out to my friends now my family was a little different Mm -hmm. um I have two sisters when I came out to one she was cool with it. The other one was like, are you sure? Are you going through a phase? Maybe you bisexual? Or, you know, <laughs> you know, it was like, it, it's a, she really didn't want to accept it. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, she's a very spiritual person. She's a religious person. And so there are things that we know to be in the Bible yeah. that say, okay, this is not what you should be doing yeah. so she was coming from a standpoint of i don't want you to be running going into a life that's going to cause you to go to hell yeah. you know that type of stuff but she didn't say it that right, way. she, right, she right, would right. never say that to me right but you know that that there is that aspect of it but i i know there's this the the story that i want to share about my kids is they were and have always been the ones that i knew i'm eventually going to have to let them know what's going on because they are the most important people right. in my life. Right. You know, you are very important to me and I love you to death. Mm-hmm. And you will be my husband. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you want to or not, you come into that also. But anyway. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <all right. laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, so, but, 
you know, my kids are very important to me. So, As and and yeah. and their opinion of me is important. It matters, yeah. So, you know, I I had a a powwow with my kids where we 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 shared stuff with each other and um as i've said before my my kids are teenagers my youngest one is 16 my oldest one is 20 so it was uh actually the younger two my my 18 year old and my 16 year old that we were having this conversation and just sharing stuff and you know sharing the things that they have done that you know they thought i would be have a problem with Mm -hmm. and I have to say, from that standpoint, as a parent, if you if you're at a point where your chi- your kids can come to you yep. and tell you things that's yep. going on in their life, that's a great thing. That's because a great thing. Right. I didn't feel that way coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people in our age mm-hmm. groups didn't feel that way. Right. So I was, you know, I was grateful and happy for that. Yeah. But um, I started asking questions like, okay, so what do you want to know about me? Mm-hmm. And I always thought because you know, me and their mother have been apart for over 10 years and they've never seen me spend any time with any woman and bringing no girlfriend around and all that time. Right. So I always thought the question would be, are you, are you gay? gay? Mm -hmm. You know, no. So when I, when I brought it up, I was talking to my daughter first. I was like, so how would you feel? If you knew that I was gay, she was like, "Uh, I'll be fine with that." Mm-hmm. And then she was like, "Are you?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes." And she was like, "She was okay so, with it." She okay, was, whatever, it was, yeah. It was like, "Oh, I'm fine with it as long as you're happy." Yeah. Now you know I can go further into that, but we're gonna come back to that later. But yeah. the, the basic part of it, it was everybody that I came out to was either surprised mm-hmm. or didn't believe it but nobody was like you know I'm so I'm done with you I'm done with you yeah. I'm disowning you like yeah. a lot of people have a, have no problem disowning mm-hmm. their loved one because mm-hmm. you don't agree with what they're doing in right life. right right but you know in that situation I I feel like once you get to the point to where you can start coming out to people yeah then I think you'll be better yeah I, I think so I hope so you know you know my kids you know much like you said my kids are the most important people in the world to me so their their love and acceptance is the really the only love and acceptance that I really need uh, really require and then the one person um, who I did tell which happens to be my sister um and she and I are very close and she was just like I told her she was like oh okay I mean it was it was one it was nothing to her mm-hmm. she was like oh okay she was surprised but at the same time it was not like oh my god I'm gonna do this on y'all don't want anything to do with you it's not like that so I already know I have her love and support and acceptance and so you know my biggest fear in this is that how my kids are going to react mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. if, they, if they don't accept it that's gonna be very very hard you know and I guess I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. And I have a, I have this bad habit of, of in my mind, I think the worst mm-hmm. and hope for the best. And so, um, in my mind, when I play it out in my mind, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really bad. And so, but again, that's just me. I guess it's, that's a, a self-preservation mechanism. I guess you know, that yeah. I think yeah. the worst, so that when the worst happens, then I, I can 
I can accept it and deal with it or whatever. So my kids are the only ones whose acceptance I really and truly need and really and truly want. Um, and so we'll see how that happens. You know, we'll see how that plays out when it happens because it's going to have to happen. It's going to have to happen sooner mm-hmm. rather than later because I, I, I don't think I can marry someone and my kids not know I'm married, you know, to well, that person. You know, it's it's been my thing that everybody has their own journey. Right. And, the, I, you know, I've known people who were like, I would never date anybody who isn't out because I want you to be loud about, you know, your feelings for me mm-hmm. and, and, and our relationship. And I don't want to be, you know, behind closed doors type thing. But yeah. I think that you have to be able to accept the person where they are yeah. and be supportive of them to, you know, help them get to where the, yeah. they want to be in right. life. Now, it, there is a possibility that you may never be out to everybody. Right. And I don't have a problem with that because I don't have, a, I don't wear my sexuality on my sleeve. You know, I got a tattoo on my arm that <laughs> <laughs> might, you know, give a clue. Be a clue. <laughs> to, to some people. If you don't know, you don't know. But the ones who know, they you see know. that. If, like, you, okay, it's like, it's like, if you know, you know. <laughs> and, and that's quite all right. But it's not my place to dictate what you do in your yeah. life to where you have to be in the same place with your outness that I'm, yeah. I am in mine. Yeah. So, you know, because I, I, I love you, I'm going to be here yeah. regardless. And the way that we live our lives is uh, I'm happy. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like you got to do this mm-hmm. before I say, say I yeah, do. Yeah, right, right. And that's one thing I can, I can say I've always appreciated about you is that it was never, you've never made me feel because I've told these people or, or I'm at this level of outness, then you got to match me and be here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been, you it's, it, You had your own journey, and so it's now time for me to have mine. And so whenever mm-hmm. I get there, however I get there, you're okay with that and you support me, you support me in that. Because sometimes I have actually felt guilty or I felt this unfair to you sometimes because you know, your your family knows where well, we spent time with your family. You mm-hmm. know, we've gone to dinner and stuff, and we've gone to parties and stuff at your family house, and, and they know that we're in a couple, mm-hmm. but we but we can have those same experiences with my family. And sometimes I felt like I felt like that was unfair to you, but you've always assured me that, no, that's not the case. I'm cool. We're good. You mm-hmm. know, as long as you and I are in as agreement long as about good. where we at, then that's all that really yeah. matters at the end of the day. So, yeah. But given the fact that, you know, we're not completely out, everybody doesn't know about me, everybody doesn't know about you, but we have to go out into the world mm-hmm. and be, you know, at work, mm-hmm. spending, you know, we go to work or church or mm-hmm. family or things like that. So, you know, there's a there is a term called code switching. Mm-hmm. To where when you're here, you're this way, but when you step out the door, you're another way. So mm-hmm. how do you deal with your everyday, you're in this house and you're living with me. Mm-hmm. We do live together, by the way. Yeah. And that was a... We shacking up. <laughs> no, people say we shacking up. Shacking up. Room, roommates at over 40. <laughs> but then, you, you know, you leave here right. and you go to spend time at work and you have coworkers yeah. and you have... 
people that you go to church with and, and things like that. So how do you, what's the difference in the way that you present yourself to the world compared to the way you present yourself here? So I think, um, you know, the title of this podcast is Two Average Gay Guys. Mm-hmm. And it could have been Two Average Guys Who Happen to Be Gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that we are just average guys, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we, at least, you know, for me, and I, know, I think the, th- the same is true for you, is that when we go out into the world, we present ourselves as average guys at work. We're average guys at, at you know, at church. We're the average guys in Walmart, in the grocery store, you know, wherever we go, we're the average guys. So mm-hmm. it, I don't feel like I have to do a lot of code switching mm-hmm. in those areas. Now, I will say this because growing up, uh, I was teased a lot. I was People said that I was gay. Because I had a lot of female friends. Females have always been, I've just always been closer to females mm-hmm. than I have been to males. And so all my friends were females. And so people always would pick at me and, and call me gay or whatever like that. Um, I, did I act a little bit more feminine? I really don't remember, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I maybe I did, coupled with the fact that um, my friends were girls. They said that I was gay. I don't know, whatever the case may be. So I do remember when I graduated high school, and left my hometown and went off to college, I worked really hard to re, re, what's the word I'm looking for? Reinvent yourself. Reinvent myself, yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, to, to be, um, make sure that I'm just your average masculine guy. And so, you know, I, I lost weight and, 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 and got in shape and stuff and really was very purposeful and intentful to make sure I presented myself in a masculine manner. And mm-hmm. so, uh, when I and I was successful at doing that, so then that just carried on to the rest of my life now. So I don't really have to code switch that much because it's like I present myself as an average guy in public and also in the house, except when it comes to certain things. But it's a different story. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but that but where the, the where the really the code switching really comes in the places when I'm interacting with my straight friends and there's a woman, you know, they want to talk about women and, mm-hmm. and girls and oh, this one is fine and you know and and I do this one and I do that one and so I think we talked about this one time before too. I can still look at a beautiful woman and say she's beautiful. Exactly. She's fine. She's got a nice behind. she got a nice breast or whatever. I can still see that. Mm-hmm. Now it's all wasted on me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I can still see that and appreciate that. And so that I think that's really when code switching comes into place the most for me is when I'm on a whole bunch of guys, you know, my straight friends. And so now I got to pretend to like, oh, yeah, man, she did, she that, whatever, like, you know, whatever like that. So that's when it comes into place the most. And so I've gotten to a point in my life as well as I'm tired of doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm tired of to pre- I'm tired of pretending that, you know, this is, you know, I want to do this. I want to do it, do that. And so as a result of that. I've realized that I've kind of started to, I have distanced myself from my friends who were straight and who do not know that I'm gay. And so, uh, because I got tired of the code switching or whatever. Mm -hmm. So what about you? What's been your experience? I have not had a whole lot of code switching. In my opinion, I think that for me, I always felt like I was a little bit different from the other guys. I, 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 you know, I didn't like the same things they liked. I didn't act the same way that they did. And so in order to sort of hide that, I just became this quiet person. Mm-hmm. I was the quiet guy. I was over here by myself, you know. 
and there were a few friends who you know and it like you said it's usually females or outcasts i was i was a part of the outcast group mm. so the, the the nerd group mm. or the, the 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 overweight kid and the <laughs> so you <laughs> you have been friends with me <laughs> probably so probably so so you know and, the, and those were the only people who got to see a little bit more of who i actually was yep. but most of the people who like people i went to high school with um i think you asked me a while back would i go to my uh high school reunion mm-hmm. no because i didn't fuck with them then and i ain't fucking with them now they didn't like me then I didn't, I didn't too much care for them. So, you know, it's not, if, if I were to go to a high school reunion, they would not see the guy that they saw in high school because mm-hmm. I was pretty much keeping to myself because mm-hmm. I don't relate to you. I didn't relate to you then. You're not going to relate to me now because I really don't care how you feel. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't be that person. So I was a quiet guy throughout high school and I did not, I went to college, but I didn't finish college. Mm-hmm. I, I got into the workforce because of you know I had to you know help out with the family. Mm-hmm. You know financial things needed to be done, and you know I went into that world as the quiet guy. I went to work, I did my job, I went home, mm-hmm. and then I started you know making friends at work who really accepted me how I was. It wasn't like I was this super masculine guy, but I was in my early 20s, so, I, you know, I was at the the peak of, of my life as far as I was I, I was in the best shape mm-hmm. of my life. I looked the best I, did, you know, could in, in life. And, you know, people recognize that kind of stuff, and then you, you draw people to you. And I just became friends with a, a, a couple of people at work, and, you know, some of them were guys but most of them were females and they you know i i got to the point where you know i'm at the age of drinking so i'm drinking so i'm really letting loose now mm-hmm. so i'm letting the real me come out and laughing and all that kind of stuff and so they accepted me yeah so i'm like okay well that's cool then yeah. so i started eventually coming out and and being more outward towards people mm-hmm. back then but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, that is who I am mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. So I don't turn a switch yeah. when I go to work. Yeah. I may tone it down a little bit. <laughs> you know, because you, know, you, 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 right. you and I have conversations. We'll be watching TV. I'm like, hey, okay, so that dude right there, fine the hell. Right, exactly. I'm not going to do that at, at work. work right. Of course. So, mm-hmm. so that's the only level of code switching that I do. Yeah. Now, when it comes to, to being out in the world, um, we said in, in a previous podcast that I'm not the most approachable person. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not what you would call a people person. Right. Mm-hmm. To where, you know, I can come to you and start a conversation and we going right. to hang out and be friends or whatnot. So um, that part of my personality is still developing. Mm-hmm. Now we had talked before about, okay, so how how well is your gaydar? <laughs> so, given my personality, and I'm not big out yeah. there, so when I'm when I go out there and look at somebody, are they gay? Now, mm-hmm. most you know, most of the people I know in the regular world, I don't look at them and like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but wait, so I gotta say this because you you know you know your perspective that everybody is gay until proven straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Cause you, that's, you ain't got a chance in this house right here because I'll be like, yeah, because those are conversations we have watching TV or whatever like that. Or we ID like, what do you think? Gay or straight? Gay. And so Ashley will always, almost always lean to the side of being gay. So you, I say in this household, you're gay until proven straight. I look at how you drink your drink and that pink is up. That pink. I'm like, mm, you. You this age and you don't have a girlfriend, ain't never had no kids. Or so. Okay, mm. you getting in somewhere. <laughs> so, so you don't. Well, do you? So you believe? Yeah, so do you believe that gaydar is a thing? Right? Like, do you? Um, or do you? Or I think my thing is the fact that I, at this point in my life, I've realized that there are so many people who. Or bisexual mm-hmm. and gay that I would never think that they were bisexual or gay. Now that I look at everybody like, hmm, exactly. Okay, yeah. So what's going on with you? Because yeah. you know, it's been my experience in in the development of my sexuality in in the later years of my life that I've run into a lot of people that I never would have thought that they would be interested in another man. Yeah. But he, lo and behold, lo and behold, right. here we are doing you know whatever. So you don't ever get this thing like you be around somebody like your spidey senses start tingling. <laughs> <laughs> well, some start tingling, but I'm not. But just like it, a person gives you a vibe, or I mean, and, and they may not do anything that's you know sexually overt, but like they, you just get a feeling like this person and I. Like, have something in common. Gotta have something in common, right? Like, oh, I think this here might be somebody. This yeah, 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 yeah. There, you know, what I look at is I see myself in a lot of people. Well, it, it not in a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I look at the things in other people that I see in myself. Mm-hmm. And if you know we have certain things in common, then there's a possibility maybe you like the same things right. that I like. Right. You know, every, and one thing I've learned in life, and I, it, I was hung up on it in my earlier life and childhood growing up in early, you know, adulthood is, you know, men who are straight have to be masculine. Mm-hmm. They have to like fixing on calls. Mm-hmm. They like, Watch they have to like football and yeah. basketball and baseball and, and, and <laughs> fishing and all this yeah, stuff. Right. And, you know, I don't like a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've grown to like a lot of the, a lot mm-hmm. of those things in later years, but it grew, you know, early in the years, I didn't, I wasn't into right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. And and so when I would see somebody else who were not into fixing cars mm-hmm. and being all this, that, and the other, I was like, okay, so maybe this person might be like yeah. that. But it's it's not like I saw somebody who was like, mm, I think you might yeah. be like, well, as a mid sentence, <laughs> mid sentence, you had a thought. I had a thought. <laughs> I had run into. I had to do business out of town mm-hmm. for a few weeks. Um, a, a few weeks ago, so I was out of town for like three weeks doing business or whatever, and ran into this person who worked where I was doing a little training sessions and things like that. Um, that gave me a a a big. Medea type <laughs> vibe. 
Not regular guy, not running video. things, running yeah. things, and a regular guy running the whole plant and all that kind of stuff. And but you know, them hips is kind of wide. <laughs> Shakira said the hips don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> them hips were telling the story, <laughs> and it wasn't even just the hips; it was the walk. The walk. Now I don't think that's gaydar. I think that's just observation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, you know, I do run into people. I'm like, oh, mm, mm, yeah, okay, yeah. But then, you know, I, I, I'll say something like, well, you know, he's married, he got kids, or whatever. That don't mean yeah. nothing. I'm married, yeah. I have kids. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? You know? Exactly. I think for me, like, so I, I think I, I have gaydar because, like, for me, I can be in a situation with somebody and start getting my spidey senses start tingling. I was like. Yeah, man, you family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, and that, and that feels. I mean, I feel that very strongly. But also too, when I um when I first started to explore my sexuality, it's like, like when the veil got ripped off, and you started oh, seeing, yes. you know, yes. things and people for for who they really were. I almost felt like I had stumbled into a secret society because there were like so many people, so many yep. men who were oh into this God. thing, you know, far more than I ever could have thought. You know, married men, single men, professional men, blue-collar men. I mean, just you name it, the whole spectrum of life. There are men who are, you know, into this type, you know, type of lifestyle, type so of life. to speak. Yeah, and that was that was something that really, really um, was a surprise to me mm-hmm. is, you know, when I, when I got – you know, when the veil into, got ripped off, yeah. when the veil was removed, <laughs> yeah, and it and it actually seemed to be that way. Like a veil it was, was like mm-hmm. this this cover was removed, and now you see the world. Yeah. And part of me was like, I can never go back. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll never be able to unsee what I unsee what, what I done seen. seen. <laughs> Ooh, the things I done unsee. <laughs> Some of them I don't want to unsee. <laughs> But you know, and, and, you know, one there was one situation where I had started seeing a person who was literally married, mm-hmm. living in a house with a woman, mm-hmm. masculine guy, worked for a business, running things, mm-hmm. and gay AF. And it was it was it was to the point where how your wife not know know. yeah this type of stuff yeah it you know it was it was that pronounced and you know master code switching at home he had to you know what I'm saying or either that or she had a woman on the side of something wow (laughs) (laughs) you know there are what they call them beards beards yeah Mm -hmm. they're female beards male beards too some people who just together maybe they had an agreement (laughs) they didn't have no kids Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> but I mean, also too, you know, when that veil got lifted off, you know, and I start noticing things such as if you see a guy in the store and the look lasts just like one second too long, too long, or else if y'all if you walk off and that look back, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you look back, because in the, the past I was guilty of looking back, and if he looking back too, and that and that eye contact, that's to me that's like. Okay, that's because, confirmation. That's because, confirmation because with a with a guy who was like straight straight, that that glance ain't gonna hey, last, yes, and that yeah. and that definitely will not be a look back. Right. And so that's when you know when that veil was removed, and I started seeing things and those and things like. And I mean, it was it was so much of that. And at one point, 
I was like, just put the veil back on because I don't. Some things I did not want to see or did not want to be <laughs> aware of and did not want to feel with certain yeah. people because, I mean, it's just like uh, this is a lot. If you know you you're trying to deal with your own feelings, mm-hmm. your own sexuality, mm-hmm. and then to to find out that all this stuff is going on in the world too mm-hmm. is just too much to handle at one time. Um. I've had those experiences too where I've been somewhere and the look lasted a little bit too, too long, long or whatever. And then I learned if there was if there was an interest to look and just to see if they're gonna yeah. look back or, or yeah. the look gonna last too long. Now, what am I gonna do after that? Because it doesn't go like from it never my goes, it didn't go a point beyond that. It yeah. never goes any further than that. Yeah. That um you know, that was some some sort of way of, of testing, mm-hmm. you know, what was going on. I don't, you know, I, I used to always wonder how people viewed me mm-hmm. if I gave off, you know, gay dog. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'd been accused of being gay too. Yep. Back in, you know, people thought I was gay because I wasn't regular or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know. And, and it's a shame that because you are not like everybody else that people want to automatically bring you is, you know, label Put a label on gay. you. Now, in our case, it happened to be true. Hey. But I'm just saying, there is there is some kid out there, some girl, some boy, who is not like everybody else, and they're not, but they're not gay. They just they just have to be different. They're like a little different, you know. It may be a little boy who's not into sports like every like all. He don't want to play football and basketball like all the little boys, but he's not gay. And so I, you know, I just wish that, and I know it's a wish, you know, that everyone probably has. People would just stop. Labeling folks who are not like them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a big thing because we're all different. We have our own personalities. We have our own likes and dislikes, and you know we have to be able to to coexist in a way that where we're not um, putting off other people. Right. You know, we 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 have to live together in 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 this society, which is constantly changing so you know it's it's not the same world that it was in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and Mm -hmm. you know that type of thing but but i've always wondered you know what vibe do i give out if there are people in the world who have gaydar yeah when they see me what do they see does a tingle go here there (laughs) now I I'm don't know because I you I mean I met you as being gay so I can't I can't really judge it like in my perspective I I think that if I were to see you in the street and I did not know who you were mm-hmm. I would I would not think that you're gay now that's that's just my perspective mm-hmm. that's how I feel but I met you as being gay so then I know you're gay so but, that's all you see when you look at me. That's not what I say. <laughs> do not do not put words in my mouth. Yeah, that's not what I say. <laughs> So yeah, I don't, I don't know. And you know, I, it, it, I've said before, back when I was in my twenties, mm-hmm. I was on fire. Yeah. If anybody had said anything or came <laughs> up and said, you know what, I like you, let's go out. Bang. I'd have been like, okay. <laughs> but that never happened. So apparently, maybe you don't. Evidently, I, I, I was not given that 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 signal out. Mm-hmm. Now I will tell the story of a uh, situation where. I was at an ATM machine. <laughs> I think I've told you this story yeah, before. Yeah. I was, uh, and it was at a bank where the ATM machine was on the outside, so you had to park and walk up to it. Mm-hmm. And my cousin, 
who's a female was there ahead of me and, and she you know got her money out and then when I did my transaction so we're standing in the parking lot talking and out out of the bank comes this guy and he's maybe 60 okay and I'm probably like 23 at so, the time so ill. <laughs> <laughs> at the time right <laughs> and he just he walks up and, you know, my cousin is facing me, and I'm facing, you know, her, of course, and he comes behind her. Okay. So he stops and just stands there for a minute and, you know, looking like he wants to say something to somebody. So I stop and, you know, I'm like, oh, what's, what's, you know, and he's, he looked at me and he said, um, has anybody ever told you you're a very nice looking man? I'm standing there with my cousin. I'm not the least bit out of anything yeah. yet. And I said, yeah, women. And he said, how would you like to make a couple extra hundred dollars a month? <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? What are you proposing? <laughs> you know, I, I'm 40 years younger yeah. than you. <laughs> you don't be my dad. What is you trying to – and my naive ass thinking – is he? Did he think I want to be a model? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wanted you to model, right? <laughs> but that was the only thing I had. That's the yeah. only crazy thing, and that was just so out of the. You know, that was just obviously something that I was not going to do right at that time. Because when you in your twenty, your early twenty, you're right. the most arrogant pe- people in the world. Right. Any, anybody over. 35 is probably old to you, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was something I would never yeah. partake in. And um, the only other time where, the, you know, somebody approached me was in recent years. Now, at this point, I had had the experience of, you know, coming out and being in, a, you know, in, in gay relationships. And had come to the you know point in my life where I knew I was gay. So I was in a clothing store just, you know, shopping for whatever. And this guy came up to me, complimented me on the necklace I was wearing. Mm-hmm. He said it was a very nice necklace. And I, I didn't think anything of that because it was it was a, a cross mm-hmm. that a lot of people for whatever reason liked that. Like I got compliments on it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I just told him thank you, whatever. And he, he said, um you look very familiar. You look like one of the, um, the, somebody that I used to teach. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I assumed he's a teacher that was scoping out his students <laughs> or whatever. But, <laughs> but, you know, I said, no, because I'm not from here. I'm not from here, so I didn't go to school here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. But you look just like him. And, I, you know, I smiled whenever yeah. I was responding. Went, oh, you smile just like him, too. Oh, like, here, oh, we, go. here, here we, go. we go. Here we go. Here we go. And he said, uh, would you like to go? There's a restaurant that that's, was down the street. He said, uh, would you like to go have a drink or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you know, no, thank you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a hurry. Because I actually would was with somebody at the time mm-hmm. and was in a hurry to go somewhere while I was getting ready to go out of town. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was not a possibility. Yeah. But um, those are the only two experiences I've had where somebody may have picked up on something yeah. or was bold enough to yeah. just say. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it may have been a little bit of a it was bonus. Too, it was, you know, 
neither one of them was somebody that I would have wanted to come up to me because, like I said, the first guy was 40 years old to me, and the second guy looked like he don't have some issues. He issues in life. Issues in life. And, you know, scoliosis and all that But he, he was still trying to get, he was still, get, I, get his he, in. He still know? had that feeling, I guess, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not being so fortunate. The only thing I had happen to me was one time I was um, in the, at a store in the mall. I think I was checking out or something, and the guy that worked there, he was like, "Is anyone ever tell you that you look like um, Idris Elba?" Which, by the way, y'all, I don't. So I don't. I don't even think I look like him a little bit. I well, now when we first met, you did give me the Idris Elba vibe. Um, I felt like I, I could see I could see that a little bit, and so I was probably in my prime then. So yeah, so I was like, I was like, no, no, everybody ever told me that, and I said, uh, I was like, no, no one's ever told me. That. I said, I guess that's a good thing though. To I say, some women would like that. He was like, and some men too. Oops. I was like, oh, okay then. Well, uh, thank you. You have a nice day. Um, and I was on my way because uh, no, I had. Had my first experience by then, but I actually think you and I were together by by then. So okay. it was like I was not even entertaining that. So that was the only, um, well, uh, that was one I had in college. But I'm gonna talk about that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this: yeah. what If you had you and I had not been together, or you were free, and you had gotten to the point in your life where you were mm-hmm. having the experiences. Mm-hmm. Was that somebody who you, you would have entertained? I probably would have. I probably would have because um, he was not a bad-looking gentleman. He was a little bit older than me, I could tell you, obviously, but still pretty nice-looking. Um, so why are all the decrepits coming my way? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that's all about. Because, you, know, you know, the first experience was during a time where, you know, I was like, Hey, somebody! I'm somebody, over here. you know, <laughs> over let here. let me know if these feelings are real. <laughs> Tell me it's real—the feelings that I feel. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Now that old man, that you know, I have, I, I have, I'm not a racist person, and I, you know, I view all of us as equals. But the first guy was an old white man. Okay, and it's not your thing. <laughs> Not at that time. Now, you know, we've talked about this yeah. before too. I, in you know, in the years where I thought that I was gay, in my teens and things like that, I thought that I would end up with somebody who was white, because that was what I was, was attracted to when I looked at TV yeah. or what you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I always thought that I was going to be with a white, white person, guy. with a white guy. That didn't turn out to be the case. Yeah, you know, in my experimenting years, yeah. I did have relations. <laughs> I was about to say relationships, but I stopped at relations. <laughs> I did have relations with <laughs> black and white men, and uh, I found out very quickly that my preference was black men. Like, so. yeah. But yeah, in them twenties, if somebody had it, I don't give a damn if they had it in green. <laughs> they had to say something. It been all. <laughs> I don't like popcorn. <laughs> but I, I think that there's a lot of people in the world that that have similar experiences that we have had, mm-hmm. and didn't know how to, you know, don't know how to navigate them. Didn't know how to navigate them at all. There was mm-hmm. people who got married like we did and mm-hmm. had kids like we did, mm-hmm. and just. You know, did the thing on the side, mm-hmm. like you know, 
we didn't you know i'm I'm actually glad that that I did not um disrespect my marriage, yeah absolutely by yeah, so you know I. dipping it so you know I. but i you know i I just you i understand i get it I understand how people mm-hmm. um want to fit into their role, mm-hmm. but they've just got this thing that that they want to experience or whatever mm-hmm. you know good you know right or wrong mm-hmm. it's just how we are as as humans we yeah. want to know yeah you know whatever it is and it's know. so it's so unfortunate that the world makes us make a choice like we feel like we cannot be ourselves that we cannot explore uh what we're really feeling because the world said it was wrong mm-hmm. and that was really so much a part you know we talked about this on a previous podcast, how in this new, the, the generation that we're seeing coming up now, like they're not letting the world um, make them make that choice. They're like, yeah. I'm going to explore how I feel. And if you don't like it, then that's your problem. But, you know, we saw it a lot in our generation where we didn't, we didn't feel like we had that choice. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, well, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm going to marry this woman and I'm going to produce this life that I don't necessarily want to be in, but it's what the world says I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you and I both talked about how we experienced that, you know, and, and, and great things could come out of that, i.e. our children. So, true. Uh, but it's just it's just unfortunate what the world makes us feel like we have to make this choice and, 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 and not explore ourselves and be true to who we really are because we want to fit in or get that acceptance or whatever like that. Yeah, I, I've gotten to the point in my life where and I'm really grateful to be able to be at this point in my life where I really don't care what you think. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm coming closer and closer to being completely out yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether I do it or not, it's not anybody else's business but mine. But yours. Mm-hmm. And if it, I just have to look at how it's going to affect you, how mm-hmm. it's going to affect my kids, how it's going to affect your kids. Mm-hmm. And and make my decisions based off of those type of things, right. not because of the way the world is going to look at me, mm-hmm. the way the world, if the world is going to accept me. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, how other people feel about me—that's their issue. That's their mind. issue. Yeah, and and you know, and I'm I'm getting to that point. And like I said, I think um, because you 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 came to your acceptance earlier on than I did, and so you're farther along in it than I am, even though I'm I'm a little bit older. But I'm getting to that point, and I'm getting to where, you know, it's like I just, like I said earlier, I'm feeling this overwhelming pressure to um, to be real, to be true, and let people know. And it's like I'm not trying to have a broadcast announcement. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. hire an airplane to fly in the sky <laughs> with a banner that says, you know, Anthony is gay. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about not having a secret as much as well, especially with the people in my life would matter the most, my children. And there are some friends, you know, that I would love to be honest with. Um, and, and, and when I do, I hope that they will still accept me as their friend. But one of the things my therapist said that if someone, if, if your sexuality is a condition of whether someone accepts you or not, or likes you or not, or loves you or not, that means they really don't love you in the first place. Exactly because your right. sexuality has absolutely nothing to do with them. Because you're not having sex I'm with them. I'm not, because you're not having sex with them. And so it's sometimes they, it's one of the things she said to me is like a lot of times people, we get it confused, but a lot of times people don't necessarily like you 
they like the reflection of themselves that they see in, in you. you. And so when and when that doesn't match up, it's like, oh, well, I don't have anything to do with you. And so, um, you know, it's getting to the point where I was like, I, I, man, I don't give a damn. If you <laughs> like me, you do. If you don't, you don't. I don't care. But I'm tired of living my life to a point where I'm miserable to make everybody else happy. Oh, you can't. That's tiring. That way. Nope. That's tiring. So I'm ready to move past that. Yeah, well, I don't give a damn what nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, there. Yeah. I'm getting there. It's a process. I'm, I'm well. I'm there. Uh, it's a process for some people. Some people come out the room not giving. <laughs> come out switching. Exactly. <laughs> Ain't that what? Uh, what's that show uh, we watched? Um, P Valley. Yeah, that's what the aunt said about Uncle, Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford said he came out switching. Yeah. <laughs> So there's that. There's our level of gay, mm-hmm. and there's Uncle Cliff level. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, level a, there's level, different levels, and I ain't mm-hmm. at that point. And I don't think I'll ever be there, and I don't think I want to be there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's just that's who he is, mm-hmm. who, and I'm sure there are people in the world who are just, just like, like him. him. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I like about um, today's society is that different people are being represented all over the place. Yeah, I was just online the other day, and there was an insurance company that was. Um, advertising about life insurance and the couple who were adopting a child was a gay couple. Same sex couple. It yeah. was the same sex male couple. One was black and one was white. Yeah. So you're Even dealing that. With, you're dealing with interracial <laughs> yeah. couple and you're yeah. dealing with a gay, gay couple who are adopting yeah. a child. So those are things that at some point in society were taboo mm-hmm. or, or things mm-hmm. that you know were uh, difficult mm-hmm. but now it's just regular mm-hmm. life now I've, I've said before I think in the next 20-25 years after like you know people in the generation before us and probably even people in our generation have gone on mm-hmm. it's going to be totally accepting totally acceptable in society to be like you know if you're a man I'm with a man in this relationship I'm in a woman in the next relationship and nobody really cares yeah, right? it's just, or it's you know same sex men and men women fluidity women. yeah the fluidity of it all I think I really think that th- that's that's where the world is moving to you know 20 25 years from now I mean there's still going to be that that faction of people who like it's wrong no don't do it mm-hmm. but I sometimes feel like they're going to be the minority instead of the majority yeah Well, um, there you know, there's there's the always different types of of people. Yeah, and there's always different types of um, experiences, and you know, you know, you have to accept people for for who they are, where they are, yeah. and not just be. I only accept you if you're just like me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know how boring the world, the world would be, would be. if mm-hmm. everybody was the same. I'm just not. You know, I don't feel there are a lot of people out there like me. Mm-hmm. I'm unique, mm-hmm. whatever. And but there, there are people who can relate to me, right? You know, based off of my experiences or whatnot, right? So, you know, if you can accept me for who I am, then I can accept you for well, who we are. you we are. May, we may not look the same. We may not think the same. We may not experience life the same. But if you can accept me for who I am, then I can accept you for who you are and mm-hmm. and respect. And that you know, that's the whole thing too about. You know, we were talking about your level of outness and coming out and stuff like that. I understand that some people are not going to, 
They don't like it. They think it's wrong, mm-hmm. and they may not accept it. And that's fine, but we still respect me. Respect me as an individual. Respect me as a human. So, you know, if you choose not to want to come in my house where me and my partner live, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. And I don't have to go to your house. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't feel comfortable with people coming to the house anyway. You know, you know, just showing up and stuff. Well, we in a pandemic yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah. You even should be coming up in the house. Yeah. Right? But um, just respect me. Yes. Respect me and my my life choices and my, my life decisions. Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing for you. And I hate it's a situation where people, you know, because that I am the way that I am, that I got to convince people to accept me. You should just accept me because you know that's what, what we do, I, right? I had to go through my whole life trying to come to terms with the way that I am myself. It, I can't do, I can't spend another lifetime trying to bring you, to where, you. Exactly. to where I am. No, I don't have anything to do with what you got in your, going on in your bedroom. Or you not. Know, <laughs> <laughs> and there lies the problem. <laughs> worry about what I'm doing in my okay. Maybe you have more action in yours. You wouldn't have time to worry about what's going on See, over here. See, the, the problem is you know it's some good, some good stuff some going good on stuff. over here. <laughs> You're jealous. You're yeah, just, that's what you're it is. Jealous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Y'all over there looking at Roseanne and Golden Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and we are too, but we're doing something else while we're looking at Why are we at it now? <laughs> Sophia, if she could see through that TV, she'll never be the same. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I just, it's about just re- respect me and the choices I make in yeah. my life. Yeah, and you know there are people who are very repressed, and they they look at somebody who's out there living their lives, mm-hmm. and it's not so much that they um, disagree with it; it's that they're a little jealous, jealousy yeah. that they are not at the same place where you are. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and and you know it, it's also the case where people who shout the the loudest against gay people. Mm-hmm. You know, and you find out later on. Come on, you got somebody on the side over there, Come one on. of them squires exactly. over there. That you, that them, 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 the boys exactly. over there. Exactly. I mean, we've seen it happen too many times. Politicians, exactly. politicians who who pass laws against it, mm-hmm. making it hard for gay people to be together, be married, and mm-hmm. things like that. You turn around and mess. You, you look around got and then the they side. they got <laughs> one of their assistants over exactly. there. Exactly. And same thing with religious leaders too, who stand up. Every week after week, and just it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. But they got a little altar boy, or whatever over here on the side. They the, doing whatever they want to the, when they lead when they lead the pulpit. You know, the choir director stay out Come on now. for a reason. <laughs> over there, so, you know, tell them it ain't to talk about next week's song. <laughs> yeah, them tambourine be jangling over there. Jangling, jangling, jangling. You know that you know, and that's the subject too that we that we should get into at some point is the the gay slash church community. Oh, that's how a, how the oof. how the church views my, the views my. the gays and how Ugh, that's gonna be that's, there, that's there's stuff that's going on mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. the person. From the back of the church all the way to the, to the front, front of the church. To the front. Could, and when I say the front, I mean the pulpit. Yeah. All the way. <laughs> exactly. Could, could be, you know, it could be. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong and there's with nothing that. there's nothing wrong with that. But don't 
preach to me and tell me I shouldn't be doing this when, you're doing when you it. over there doing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you got to be, you, you got to have some integrity about it. You can't exactly. be a hypocrite. Exactly. You know, Absolutely. just because that's the script. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you, I think you should run a church that should, if you if you feel that way, mm-hmm. then preach that way. Exactly. But if you are living a certain way, then don't preach then don't. Yeah. against what you know. Because yeah. people are struggling. People look to people for guidance. Yeah. People look to you for guidance and inspiration and, and, and inspiration and hope. Mm-hmm. Don't don't make them feel like less of a person because of what they were born as. Exactly. And then come to find out you like. Yeah, people like that. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a whole that's a, that's a whole another uh, podcast that we can, that we will get into. We'll like definitely that. get into it, but yeah. we're running out of time for this one, so we'll get into that on the next, next one. one. All right. So um, we appreciate everybody listening. We um, want you to look us up on our podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like rate review and share us with other people so that they can join in on the conversation as well and also too um once again if you have um comments that you want to share with us or if you have questions for us or topics that you would like to hear us discuss on this podcast we would love to hear from you our email address is tag 1016 at gmail.com that's t-a-g-g one zero one six at gmail.com we would love to hear from you get some feedback and also too i guess you know, Get, topics or things that you want to discuss. Yes, give us topics. Give us things to talk about. Give us things to that. Ask us questions that you want our perspective on. This, this is the two average gay guys' yeah. perspective. You know, I I don't feel like um I'm somebody who is prominently yeah. the, the gay person. Yeah. I just think that we we fall into a certain category. Yeah. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you have anything that you know you as a regular average guy would like to talk about it or or um get our perspective on let us know email us you know send us a message right like rate review us you know you can also leave comments on whatever podcast system you're listening to this to so just let us know where you, how you feel about the show we will address them online as, as we see you know your yep. questions we'll let you know how we feel about it and everything so and, and we want your we want your feedback good or bad Exactly. Um, you know, we can. The bad stuff is what helps us grow, and the good stuff is to let us know that we're moving we're in the right the direction. Right yeah. And if now, if it's bad and you just want to be petty, okay, that's your problem, not ours. But if it's really good, honest, constructive criticism, we'll take it to heart and we'll go forward with it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next podcast. Goodbye. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.